0: When it comes to discussing the realities of parenting, you can expect some sensitive material and occasional profanity.
1: Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Anonymous Mom, a podcast where two childhood friends reconnect to discuss mom life, adulting, and everything in between. And this week, we are going to discuss resilience. Yay. do we want to do we want to know these things that have happened and (laughs) are slowly pushing us to just push through push through
0: well yes because last week we discussed the sunday scaries and anxiety and the normalization of things that are not normal yep the best way to cope
1: with all that is to have some resilience (laughs) yes which is good but what is it incorrect to use the term i guess
0: when is it incorrect to use the term is what I would like to get to. Yes, because yes. it's the same as what we're meant to deal with in society that has been normalized. It's not normal. And the reason that what we had 30% more anxiety, anxiety in than the Sunday rest of the, world. Than yes. of the
1: world. Yes. We're way more anxious than the rest of the world. Just to have, just just so everybody knows. <laughs> um, also too, that might've been a pre-COVID. That could have been, yeah. So to start us off,
0: Let's talk about what actually is resilience. You know, we're told all the time kids are resilient and that's been used as an excuse. Constantly putting children in situations that are
1: not okay for them mentally and physically because why? Yeah, and I think during COVID, that was one thing that we kept hearing a lot is kids are <laughs> resilient. Kids are <laughs> resilient. Kids are resilient. I think as much as I want that to be true, and Which I want is, kids and- to be, yes. And I, I also know that, Telling them that it's fine, you're resilient, but also having a connection with them and being like, this is hard. This is the big difference.
0: There are situations that are beyond our control, and that's when resilience should come in. Yes. But then there's situations that are within our control as individual parents and as a societal collective. Yeah, there's shit that happens like COVID where we got to learn to deal with it. But then there's things where, well, we could actually just structure this differently, and it would make life better for everyone. But no, just deal with it. That's right. the difference, <laughs> right? You know, so that's what we're gonna get to. It but let's can start... turn
1: into like a get out of jail free card. Well, you're just and throwing it's not it around,
0: building your resilience. So that's what we're gonna right. get to: is putting children and not just children, but adults too, in situations like this where you're told to just deal with it. It doesn't build your resilience. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to find the difference between, because again, that's it's it's just been a term that's been hijacked. Yes, kids are resilient. And yes, you can build your resilience. But that doesn't mean we're constantly throwing ourselves in situations that we know our anxiety is telling us are not okay. Mm -hmm. So the definition, quote, Psychological resilience is the ability to cope mentally or emotionally with a crisis or to return to pre-crisis status quickly. The term was coined in the 1970s by psychologist Emmy E. Werner as she conducted a 40-year-long study of a cohort of Hawaiian children who came from low socioeconomic status backgrounds, end quote. So obviously resilience is something that's been around for a long time since the dawn of man, (laughs) You needed to be resilient to survive, but the actual term was coined in the 70s. Quote, despite numerous definitions of psychological resilience, most of these definitions center around two concepts, adversity and positive adaptation. Many psychologists agree that positive emotions, social support, and hardiness can influence an individual to become more resilient, end quote. So those are the two key points there is adversity and positive adaptation. So, I think to the reason that I get frustrated is because when people say, well, children are resilient, that resilience needs to be nurtured. It's like you were saying too, with the fertilizing your brain, mm-hmm. what your doctor said. Yeah. We need to fertilize our children's brains by giving right. them healthy tools and finding ways to build that resilience because they're going to need it throughout the rest of their life. Yep. You know, it's not just something that you need when you're a kid, just putting them in shitty situations and saying it is what it is doesn't build resilience. Right. And that's why we constantly have these cycles, generational cycles, these societal cycles. It's because we're kind of missing the point a little bit here. Yeah. So a portion of psychologists believe that it is not the stress itself that promotes resilience, but rather the individual's perception of their stress and their perceived personal level of control, end quote. Those are two things that I think are really important. Yeah. Your individual perception of stress. So that's something too, where right now we're at a point where there's a lot of polarity that is being promoted to by the media. And it's to see everybody as separate from you. Did you ever see I Heart Huckabee? Mm-mm. Okay. So this is a movie. It had Dennis Hoffman, Jason Schwartzman, Jude Law, and oh, fuck. I can't remember who the woman was. Oh, Naomi Watts. So it's a movie where it's these two people who come from different walks of life, but there's this point where Dustin Hoffman plays a psychologist. Oh, Lily Tomlin, too, is a psychologist. And they take a picture of both of them in this existential crisis. Mm -hmm. And both pictures of them crying are the same, even though what they're feeling is completely different. So the one guy is, you know, this CEO, total asshole, but the crisis he's feeling is the same as this other guy. Right. And so that's something where this is highlighting that an individual's perception of their stress is a big factor on how resilient you actually are. So right. You and can I... Look at that person who has everything and be like, well, what the fuck do they have? You know, but it's like none of that matters if no. they don't
1: have the skills, that,
0: the skills. Yeah. Right. Well,
1: and I think it's funny because, OK, your individual perception of stress When my husband and I have a stressful situation, I tend to look at it as way more stressful than probably what it needs to be because I just overreact immediately. And he's always like, just chill the fuck out, you know, like, we'll just get through it. Let's do this, do that. And I'm like, well, you make Mm -hmm. it sound so fucking easy, but Mm -hmm. his perception of stress, and I also think him being older than I am too, I'm going to throw that out there. I think he's just built more resilience a little bit with his job also, that his immediate reaction isn't to freak out where mine, because then I lose control. And, you know, that's a huge thing for me. Well, your perception of control too. Right. That's what like being, I'm very control freakish. So when things don't go the way that I want them to go, I have Mm -hmm. to learn to be more. So I think even as an adult, you have to decide, okay, my perception Mm -hmm. of stress is probably not as big as a deal as I need to make it.
0: Well, we need to go back to our childhood development as well. When we were children, did we have a sense of control over our day-to-day lives, over situations that weren't okay? Mm -hmm. That's a huge factor. The idea, too, that your perception of stress, you know, people want to bash astrology and the esoteric movement, but it really does make you feel that perception
1: shift. Yeah, there is something in you that I think makes you go, okay, it's cool, it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Just stop fucking getting upset about shit mm-hmm. and just go with it and trust the universe and your intuition. It's so no different that. than having faith in religion. Exactly. And yeah, I also think too, if your your perception of stress, mm-hmm. every little thing is stressful for you. I think obviously doing some mindset work and stuff like that, but I would say one thing that helped me was therapy because Oh, God, that, yeah. that I mean like that was a huge thing that I had to go through with the my therapist was my idea of stress I felt stressed more than I should have and it wasn't even a big deal so yeah my screen's fucking up again <laughs> if anybody wants to know I'm it goes on and off so I have to continue yeah she starts fucking laughing I'm just kidding I'm I know. in therapy too <laughs> <laughs> like wow what a fucking
0: bitch <laughs> Again, that's why I'm advocating everybody should be in therapy, oh including
1: children. Yes. You need the tools in your toolbox, right? You may have the tools. I had a lot yeah. of tools. I didn't know how to fucking use them. I, I didn't like, have a YouTube yes. video to watch. I'm sorry, yeah. Even tools. if you have the like, tools, you need to know yeah. how to use them. Correct.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's very problematic to me where we use that as just this default. Well, kids are resilient. Yep. They'll figure it out. They know what to do. It's like, no, that's not what resilience is meant for. And it also, it's meant to be in the existential crises that we were discussing. It's meant to be in these interval periods of time. It's not supposed to be constantly getting bam, 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 24-7 hit with shit.
1: Yeah. That's not what life is meant to be. I think we've also turned being resilient as this huge pat on the back. Mm -hmm. Like, you're so strong. You are so strong. You made Mm -hmm. it through that. And it's like, you don't always have to be strong. It's almost like it's It's not an excuse to
0: keep throwing shit on people either, which is right. They can deal with it. That's not fair. No, everybody should have the same playing field. Yeah. That perception of stress. So that's something important to highlight to kids, too. How much of this is their perception of the stress and to work through that and why talking with a professional can guide them into how they perceive stress, and their personal level of control. So when kids aren't in control of their everyday life, Mm -hmm. they're not going to be as resilient. Right. And that's why too, going back to Montessori learning, Montessori teaches kids to be independent and individual, and that helps build their resilience. Yeah. And so that's why that kind of way of learning is really important for preschool age children. So I wanted to get to the actual uh, Merriam-Webster's definition. So in physics, resilience is the ability of an elastic material such as rubber or animal tissue to absorb energy such as from a blow and release that energy as it springs back to its original shape. So now think about this as energy when we think of it, the psychological Mm -hmm. resilience. You absorb all that bullshit and that blow, whether it be physical or emotional, and it's releasing that energy and springing back to who you were before that trauma, before that mishap, before whatever it is that forced you to be resilient. Right. And so that's so important to find ways to release that negative energy and mm-hmm. why I, what we listen to. Yeah, Energy, everything is energy.
1: Everything is energy.
0: Yes. We have to find a way to release that energy. Mm-hmm. And spring back to our original shape, if you will. Yeah. And so that's why I'm going to bring up that book again, The Myth of Normal. When we aren't given the proper environment to build our resilience, to spring back to normal, to release that energy, you can't release that energy if you're bombarded with it every day. Right. Going back to the illnesses that we have and that we're dealing with. If you're not removed from the toxic environment, you're going to continue to be filled with toxic energy. Mm -hmm. Fucking Merriam-Webster's telling us this. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Another one I'd like to quote is from American Psychological Association. They say, like building a muscle, increasing your resilience takes time and intentionality, focusing on four core components, connection, wellness, Healthy thinking and meaning can empower you to withstand and learn from difficult and traumatic experiences. To increase your capacity for resilience to weather and grow from the difficulties, use these strategies, end quote. So, connection, wellness, healthy thinking and meaning. Focus on that, not only with yourself, but with your kids, because that's the one benefit of parenting is (laughs) when you try to parent your kids, you're parenting yourself, too. Yep. When you look into these ways of being a better parent, you're just looking into ways of being a better person.
1: Right. And not
0: better in pleasing others, but healthy mentally and physically. I think well, that's a problem is that we tend to think of being a better
1: person as making other people feel better. And that's, that's not what I mean. Totally what it is. That's totally what people think it is. And especially yeah. with our kids. We want to see our kids happy. We want to see that like we made them have fun. And yes. Yeah. I had something I was going to say about resilience. And then oh, I'm sorry. like, is that resilience? No, and I can't remember what it, I, but I was like, is that resilience or not? And I'm trying to think what it was.
0: Oh, well, th- <laughs> so that's funny that you say that because. <laughs> The next thing I was going to say is, again, from American Psychological Association, what resilience isn't. Okay. So being resilient doesn't mean that a person won't experience difficulty or distress. So that is something that we're constantly trying to, you know, make sure that our kids don't have to experience hardships. But the difference, like I was saying with our last episode, there are hardships that we are out of our control. But then there are hardships that are avoidable. Right. Mostly avoidable. You know, nothing in life is guaranteed. But at the end of the day, you can't give up your personal responsibility completely. It's resilience is knowing the difference of what's in your control and what's not in your control, too. Right. Now, people who have suffered major adversity or trauma in their lives commonly experience emotional pain and stress. And in fact, the road to resilience is likely to involve considerable emotional distress, which, yeah, I mean, I can say and this isn't me breaking, but like, I'm definitely resilient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When a severe trauma happened to me when I was three or four, I got into therapy. My parents did what was in my best interest, even though it was kind of taboo at the time in the 80s, they put me in therapy and I was able to learn to use some of those tools in my toolbox in a better way. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not saying that, you know, I was 100% okay, stamp of approval, you know, I, there, I've right. always had coping issues that are positive and negative, but you know, yeah.
1: uh, I'm human. Right. Um, and that's, that's your <laughs> character, That's your trait. I mean, that's, and we love that. That's you what we that love I'm about. Mess? Yeah. Hey, it makes me feel good because I'm just as bad as a hot mess. So why not start a podcast? <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Resilience, I think it's it's also one of those terms where I feel like, like you said, it's just getting overused and over what it actually is. And it's used yeah. as a, you're fine. This is going to build character. And yeah. I think... There are certain things that you have to go through to build character. I do 100% believe that. Mm -hmm. However, putting them in a hard spot and be like, this is going to make you such a better person down the road is not always the way to go to make your kid a better person or yourself a better person, you know?
0: Yeah. And again, you can say like, oh, well, there's nothing you could do. Like kids are just going to turn out how they want. Like, no, you can do the research. You can try the, and it's that same, this way is going to work or this way. It's called trial and error. That's how you get to any result. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the instant gratification and we just want the first and sometimes the first way you do it does work out.
1: Yeah. But then sometimes it doesn't and then you go to the second or the third. And, and I think um, a lot of it has to do with admitting the way that you may be doing something maybe wrong. That's a hard pill to swallow. And, and I will tell you through therapy, there are certain things that I did as a parent. That I'm like, that was not a good idea.
0: And this isn't blaming your parents or your grandparents, but you are the way you are because of how you were parented. And your parents are the way they are because of how they were parented. So you can
1: acknowledge this without there being shame to your parents. And they taught you, so you get to teach your kids if you want to do it differently. And Mm -hmm. one of my favorite quotes. From my favorite book, You Are a Badass by Johnson Jarrell, oh, yeah. is it's not your fault you're fucked up. It's your fault if you stay fucked up. Yes! And to me, uh, was a certain things that my parents did with me, I won't do with my kids, but it's not because it fucked me up. It's just, I don't agree with that. And mm-hmm. there are certain things that every parent did that uh, they'll look back on and be like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. But it is... It is what it is. (laughs) It's having a bit of grace with yourself and with those that you care about. Sometimes I think too, depending on where they were economically, if you are struggling all the time, you're not going to be a very happy person. And sometimes that's what you're getting raised by. And
0: I said that before, we're all in the same storm, but some of us are on yachts and some of us are in rafts that are leaking. Yeah. But what we learn too is that person who's on that yacht They can be on that yacht and be looking at somebody else's yacht and that they don't have ice for their drink. And that's just as bad like they because they don't have any other context. They've never had to experience any distress other than these minute things. But their reaction to
1: it. But their stress is still there. Can be worse
0: than somebody who's dealing with bullshit every day. Yeah. Because yeah, that is unfortunately, that's a generational thing too, is like you fucking deal with it because that's the way society is. Where uh, we could come together as a collective and be like, we should all have the ability to live healthy, full lives. Right. So building connections, they say to prioritize relationships and possibly think of joining a group. These are all steps for building your resilience, foster wellness, take care of your body, practice mindfulness, avoid negative outlets. Mm. We want to talk about too, God, all our kids are just. They have all this anxiety and they can't bounce back from certain yeah. things. We had MySpace when we were in like college. We didn't yeah. have Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff. Like kids are on it at a really young age. Like they're even promoting having their own messenger on Facebook. And I'm like, no.
1: No, Um, it starts so young that it is, I will say, I think our parenting can take a little bit more time and resilience because we have to deal with things that our parents didn't have to deal with. So we are going to have to look into some things and actually stop just imitating maybe what we were taught because we're dealing with different shit now. Mm -hmm. We do have to change our thinking too. Going back to that,
0: your perception of stress, all of the stress in life. It's not saying that that stress is not there, but how to deal with it. You know, if it's something that builds up inside of you, it's going to fester inside of you. Yeah. And why talking to somebody about your emotions is a big first step. Yeah. Another key point is finding purpose by helping others or being proactive. This is for you and your kids. Like, I love what you said, how you and your daughters would do the volunteer work Yeah. and you would have them help you. Your perception of stress. When you see people who have it more difficult than you and not saying like to make you feel better, but it just puts into perspective, wow, this thing that I think is really major, isn't that major at Mm -hmm. all. And that's what got me through my trauma when I was three or four, I've always had that perception of every hardship in my life, as shitty as things have gotten. Is that there's always somebody who's having a way worse time than me.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the hard part of being an empath, too, is like mm-hmm. tuning that off because it does make me emotional. Where it's like, I give gratitude for everything I have in my life because there are people that it's, I mean, look at right now in Turkey, in Syria. I know.
1: Yeah. That's devastating. Absolutely. It's,
0: it's unfathomable, Mm -hmm. you know? So then when we're, you know, worried about like me with my low tire pressure today and it fucking up everything for traveling the eight hours that or four hours that I have to travel today. Yeah. Not that big of a deal. Right. But when you're in
1: the moment and that's what I always say is when you're in the moment, feel it, get Mm -hmm. it out, Mm -hmm. let it go, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's really freaking hard and that's where it's the control thing and I also think it's want to fix it immediately because we live in a world where we want it done right now yep and
0: we're a product of our society and this is on an individual level too you know less social media connecting more with people in your community that also want to live a happy healthy life Mm mm-hmm um, it is who
1: you surround yourself with. It absolutely. So it's, much like I said, your environment. You if you're in a toxic with. environment, you're going to feel
0: toxicity.
1: Yeah, it is. And I think when you're around someone who can only find negative in yes. things, that's such a toxic, such a toxic thing. Oh, and it's, toxic. Yeah. It's so hard to get into a happy place because if they can always find the negative in something, how the fuck are you going to find a positive? Then mm-hmm. you start to think that way and you start to think that that's normal.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you
1: start to act like that and you don't even realize you're doing it. Also, the last important part of this is embrace healthy thoughts. So <laughs> you're just reading. <laughs>
0: yeah. I didn't read ahead either. Yay! Hey. Yeah. I don't even have this in the notes. That's See, why I perfect. love
1: it. <laughs> See, we're totally on the same page again. Here we go.
0: And what does that involve? Keep things in perspective, accept change, maintain a hopeful outlook and learn from your past. That's a big one with parenting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not only learning from your past
1: as a parent, but from your past as your childhood. Yep. And be okay with changing it Uh, as a human change is very hard. We all know that, but everything will stay the same if you don't change and little changes, little tiny changes. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have these huge changes. Little tiny changes are big. They are building your child's resilience is
0: crucial. But like we just said, there's a big distinction between what we should be teaching resilience for and things that just are simply not okay and your child shouldn't have to be exposed to. All the resources for this will be linked in the episode description. I highly encourage everyone to read through it. Learn to build your own resilience because it's not something that, you know, you just learn when you're a kid. You can continue to build resilience throughout your life.
1: I'm 40. I'm still doing it. See, (laughs) that's all the time we have. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in to Anonymous Mom. Have a question you want answered or a topic you'd love for us to discuss?
0: Email us at anonymousmompod at gmail.com. Or if you want to remain anonymous, join our Facebook group, Anonymous Mom, where you can post your topic or question anonymously.
1: Thanks for listening.